Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's Money-M-O-R-P-H-O-S-I-S.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Hello, everyone. It is Crystal Arnold, your hostess for the Money Wise Women Show and founder of Money Morphosis. So if you're like me, you may see so much potential in uh, the women that you know. I just am amazed at all of uh, the creative, inspired uh, women, uh, especially in my generation. I'm 34, so I'm kind of on the the edge of millennial and Generation X and um just really uh, see a lot of people who are bringing forth uh, inspired gifts and new ways of doing business and creating value uh, that the world needs so much right now. Uh, And yet, you know, there are challenges that we face in these younger generations, a lot of people with student loan debt, fewer uh, full-time, nine-to-five, 40-hour-a-week jobs with benefits. Um, So really, people, uh, the younger generations, are needing to become more flexible um, and and really get different kinds of uh, support to um, really uh, live live to our potential. And uh, this is why I've brought on our guest, uh, today, Tara Kristoff, and uh, so Tara is a PhD and uh, and works as a business and career coach, and she helps smart women create soul-satisfying, purposeful, and profitable work. As a seasoned coach with 15 years' experience, she is an expert at guiding her clients to experience breakthroughs in visibility, work-life balance and finally living their soul's purpose. Oh, all of those much-needed outcomes for us. Uh, I really have enjoyed my conversations with Tara and always um, end up very inspired and feel like she has um, a real insight into not only our inner workings, uh, but also just the potential of this time of women in particular um, stepping into their leadership. Um, So welcome, Tara. I would love to to start just by um, inviting you to share with listeners uh, what inspires you most about your work. Hey there, Tara. So thrilled to be here today and really, really excited about our conversation. And I heard your beautiful question, which is what inspires me most about my work. And yeah, I'd love to dive in with with responding to that. So what inspires me most around, around my work is seeing how amazing the women are that I coach. Um, I am so inspired by seeing, and I'm sure many of your listeners are like this, women who have a tremendous purpose, a way that they want to serve the world through their gifts and their talents and their unique calling. And it's such an inspiration for me to help these women move from here are my talents, here's a sense of what I want to be doing with my with my skills, with my talents, with my passions, and transforming that into work that truly lights them up and that also really makes a difference in the world because I believe that when women are really lit up 
the world is really lit up and that now is really a time for women to stand in their visibility and to really own their their gifts and their strengths and to be visible in our world because our world certainly needs it. So that's that's what's most inspiring for me about what I do is seeing that, that mm. evolution happening. Mm. Oh yeah, I totally agree. It's it's a time of so much potential and there are so many women coming into their leadership and uh and you know, um so as as we explore kind of these themes of wealth and value and money uh today. Yeah. Um so curious what you know, as as women find our soul's calling um, how how does that impact their life, and, and what does that look like for their wealth and well-being? Yeah, well, what it looks like for their wealth and well-being is a lot more contentment is the word that I'm using these days, and also the practice that I'm kind of cultivating for myself. Um, it looks like knowing who you are, what your talents are, and feeling a sense of embodiment around that that is rippling into all areas of your life, particularly finances. That's an incredibly important area for women to really stand in their power in. Uh, relationships, I know that I'm certainly a better partner to my husband when I am feeling lit up and in my joy and following my desires um, than when I'm not. Uh, I also think it just helps us to really serve our communities, you know, when we're doing work that is in our joy, you know, rather than work that is draining us. And many women, you know, when I first connect with them, they're in that place of feeling really drained by their work and feeling like something is kind of off kilter or out of alignment. And really, I think that once you discover your big why and kind of do some of that inner work and getting really clear on what your passions are, your values are, you know, really what that juicy vision of your life looks like, that, um, yeah, that, that once you step into that, it's like there's just a ripple impact and contentment is kind of where it can take you. And that's not without, you know, the the challenges that are always going to be there. Um, I definitely don't want to paint a picture that it's just like, you know, um, butterflies and happiness. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge. You know, that's part of our initiatory journey I think right now on the on the planet is to really step into why we're here we only have one life after all we might as well say yes to that which often includes walking through many gates of fear to really unlock our potential and continuing sometimes to stay in action even when you know, all those voices are coming up that are telling us it's not possible or it's not going to work or we're never going to be able to reach our financial goals, whatever whatever the case may be. Mm. Yeah, so let's go right into what some of those biggest obstacles are. Um, I know a lot of listeners may be experiencing some transition in their life or wanting some change, um, yeah. you know, and so I'm curious, you know, whether people are looking at a career change or wanting to start a business, what obstacles do you see coming up for women? Yeah, I've really identified six major ones. And the the first would be not knowing your big why, which for me is really a combination of your purpose, your vision, and your mission. I think it's really important to get clear about that because that in a way is like your soul's compass. It's like what really motivates you to do the thing that you want to do. And it's incredibly important to be clear on what that is. Uh, the second thing is is not owning your brilliance. I see that so often with uh, just you know women I work with where things come naturally to us and we don't even recognize sometimes I think the unique talents that we are bringing to the table 
And it's incredibly important for us to really step into valuing ourselves and valuing our gifts and our contributions because the more you own your brilliance, the more you're owning your value, really. And I think that's an incredibly important piece of feeling like you're deserving of the work that you feel called to be doing. And then the third thing would be a lack of clarity around what our ideal work or preferred lifestyle looks like and how those two connect. And what I mean by that is sometimes people are clear on one or the other, but it's, it's very important to be clear on both. Your ideal work, you know, what that is going to really look like so that it feeds the lifestyle you want to be living, whether that means spending time with your kids or if travel is a priority for you, being able to do the travel that really matters to you, um, just really being clear about what what that looks like for you. The fourth uh, obstacle I found is unclear boundaries, especially around time and an inability to prioritize self-care. So that's that's really key for women. I really believe um, that women thrive when we prioritize our self-care. And a little practice that comes to mind is called uh, feeding the feminine first. And I would encourage you to experiment with this, which would be just when you wake up first thing in the morning, doing something that really feeds your feminine soul, that really nourishes you, whether that's a cup of rose tea or, you know, a, a walk in the park or, you know, whatever that really looks like for you. But finding something first thing in the morning before your day gets really filled up where you're really filling your own well. And the fifth would be allowing the voice of doubt to make your decisions a huge one with women. You know, we can't listen to the voices in our head that tell us we're less than or the programming we have that is really not setting us up for the lifestyle we want to be living, for the things we want to be creating. It's incredibly important to find tools and practices for working with those gremlins or whatever languaging you use around them. And then the last would be, it's it's slightly different, but... um, Part of what I see is that women often don't celebrate their successes and build on them enough, so something good will happen. And instead of saying, wow, this is really awesome that I created this, it's the mind will tend to go to, but, you know, this thing isn't going well, or I wish I was doing this other thing, or I wish my business was in this place. But it's incredibly important to really savor and to celebrate all of our successes so we can really build on the energy of that. So, I mean, those are kind of six things I've seen come up with women that can really be obstacles to to moving forward with their ideal work or their ideal business. Mm. Oh, that seems uh, really accurate. I love how you've broken it down there. Um, there's Gosh, there's so much to say about everyone. But ultimately, what I see is like, um, how consciously do we participate in our unfolding? Like we're each transforming and change is inevitable. And yet, how, how consciously are we participating in that? Or 20 years down the road, are we just, you know, the whole time we were listening to, you know, uh, someone else's ideals of what should happen, and and so I love how how just that inner nur- nurturing of the feminine, being able to uh, to quiet down all of the <laughs> all of the noise and expectations of the world, and like find what is most alive and brings us most joy and pleasure, and being able to uh, to really move forward from that place of knowing ourselves is so different and brings a different quality of satisfaction than just chasing someone else's dreams, manufactured dreams uh, that don't really fit what our soul's purpose is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's incredibly important that we know our own definition of success and kind of do the unpacking 
that each of us needs to do to get clear on what's what's really ours versus what's our parents or our partners or the cultures or our friends. It's so important to to do that work. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I thought about when you were speaking is just how important it is to have the support of other women on this journey. And that's something I really appreciate about this show is that you're really bringing you know, a women's perspective to the money conversation. And I really believe that when it comes to making big changes in our life or really fulfilling our soul's purpose, that it does in a way take a village. And I know for me, I have like a a women's mastermind group that I'm a part of that I love. I have a lot of female communities that I'm a part of and that that is another practice that really helps me to stay inspired and when you know challenges arise as they inevitably will you have a circle of women who really got your back so that is something I would recommend to all women as well to really find that support team that can really help you to anchor your vision in your work life Mm. yeah totally and and that really helps us show up more fully in all of our relationships um when we do have that kind of sisterhood and camaraderie and uh, and where we're able to like cooperate and uplift one another, it just breaks down the old paradigms of competition and the scarcity and and instead we're like let's you know uh, bring forth one another's gifts so that we can all mutually benefit uh, from that. It's such a different way of doing business, isn't it? Yes, I love the feminine relational model. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. Hmm. So I loved uh, your piece in um, Huffington Post uh, that just came out. It's called, Are You Hiding in Your Business? It's Time to Come Out. And uh, would just love to hear from you um, some about what what you see, those the, the um, people's ambivalence about their visibility and how that impacts their finances and work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I'll just start by speaking a little more personally to that. I I was reflecting on our call today, and you know, one thing that felt important for me to share was that I grew up. Um, I was the first person in my very, I guess you would say, lower middle class. I was the first person in my family to graduate from college, and I think for me. Um, you know, on a more unconscious level, I I had to just work through a lot of um, ambivalence that was inside me around being a successful businesswoman because that was not the, um, I didn't have models for it. I didn't, I just didn't even know that it was possible. And, you know, I do believe that a lot of this, as, as I mentioned, is not even fully conscious that there's sometimes unconscious loyalty that we have to, you know, family members or to not wanting to be more successful than than other people. So I certainly have had my own path of really um, having to work with this this theme that often doesn't come up as I'm feeling afraid of being visible, but can look a little bit more like self sabotage at times. And what I've how I've seen it show up with with clients is really like not charging what you're worth, um, difficulty putting yourself out there, whether it's through marketing or speaking or presentations. Um, If you're an entrepreneur, you know, changing niches when you're on the verge of success. Sometimes it can look like procrastination disguised as perfectionism or sometimes it's overcomplicating things um, that are going to ultimately increase your visibility, like if you're creating a website, turning it into a really huge project uh, rather than just, you know, creating something simple and getting it out there. Hesitating to share an opinion that could make you stand out. Um, This one has been a big one for me, like having a lot of credentials, yet believing you need to have another degree or training before you, you know, come forward or take action. And the, the last one that I think comes up in a little bit more of a subtle way, 
can be feeling shame when you're taking actions that really are like the logical next step for your business success or for your career. And yet there's just this this kind of feeling of like you're not quite wanting to talk about it or you're feeling a little bit of shame around it. And those are really all signs that there's some ambivalence happening around being visible. And that can really impact, you know, our, our lives and our relationships and our finances. Mm. Oh, my. I see that in so many ways and uh, and just really have a lot of compassion, you know, for what all of our, our whole female lineage has, has really endured as far as how dangerous it has yes. been to come forth with our wisdom and our power, our innate intuition, our abilities to heal, midwives being persecuted. I mean, there's yeah. so many ways in which, you know, uh, it was safer to um, to really, uh, you know, keep, keep kind of quiet and hidden. And um, I feel like we are coming into a, a time where the woman's voice must be heard and uh and that is crucial to really move through um our own personal um challenges and Mm -hmm. i i love how you identify all the ways it it manifests and so what what do you see when people move through those um the the hiding what what happens Blossoming is the word that comes to mind. I think that there's just a real blossoming that can unfold of your talents, of your potential, of the gifts that can sometimes be trapped inside you but are really longing to come out. I I do believe that especially financially, um, we're not going to charge what we're worth unless we're really allowing ourselves to be visible and to be really stepping into our value. So I think that's a really key piece of it. And I think, you know, perhaps most importantly, we're not going to serve in the way that we're meant to if we play small or if we hide because you're just not going to get your message out to to the world in the way that you might feel called to. And I'm not saying necessarily everybody feels this call. I'm a big believer in like defining your own version of success. But I have seen with many women that they are playing in a way that feels a bit more small than they would like, a little bit more safe than they would like. But the irony is that, you know, the costs are really big and what can be on the other side of that is absolutely amazing, but it will involve walking through our fears and facing some of our doubts and, you know, the show's all about that, like doing doing the inner work that, that we need to do to kind of walk through that territory so we can allow ourselves to shine. And I do believe the world has changed, you know, tremendously from where we were, you know, when witches were burned at the stake. I mean, it's not to say there certainly are places around the world where it is, you know, definitely your life can be at risk when you're stepping out. But I think that comparatively speaking, now is really a time where many of us are safe to do this. And it's it's really important to do some of that reality testing because sometimes our our nervous system can get overrun and it can literally feel like oh my god I'm going to I'm going to die if I put this thing out there um our body can't necessarily tell the react you know the difference between being like potentially attacked by a, by a predator or you know taking an action in the world that feels tremendously scary to us that's why again it's really important to have support and resources and strategy, but it is important at the end of the day to really take those actions, but to do it in a way that feels um, like it's going to work for your, you know, your nervous system. I don't want you to blow out your nervous system um, moving at a really fast pace because that's not going to serve you, serve you either. I'm a big believer in doing things sustainably. Mm, Right. Like the natural blossoming of, of ourselves. Yeah, an interesting layer I've experienced and with other mothers is um, 
kind of hiding, uh, well, prioritizing the caring of other people and their needs, uh, which may yeah. be in mothering, which may be caring for elderly parents or our husbands or um, our bosses desires even, you know, and so that keeping all of my energy and focus on that, which of course I enjoyed that quality time for the last five years while my kids were, you know, from birth up um, for a few years there staying at home with them. But then it is like, okay, um, the, the balance, you know, finding that balance in our lives where because as women we're so tuned into other people's needs, mm-hmm. um, how, how can we also find our own soul's need, our own need for our own love, right? It's like yeah. how, how do we feel like, okay, and, and it really ties into that feeling of enoughness, like um, that boundaries, like you mentioned, to time mm-hmm. and prioritizing, and then just like trusting it's it's good enough. Like okay, the yes. website may have some problems or whatever, but it's it's good enough. It's I'm yeah. enough. Done is always better than perfect. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're right. That's kind of at the core of it. The I'm enough. Yeah. And trusting that. Yeah, so important. So true. In a world that has these unreal photoshopped expectations of how we should look, these you know so little um, support yep. with postnatal care and helping women um, and the first few years of mothering and expectations, uh, financial expectations, how most uh, families need the two um, two full incomes. And so it's like, man, maybe the woman wants to be at home more with her kids, but financially um, doesn't really see a way right now. So I really see how detrimental all of society's expectations can be to finding our own unique balance and flow of prosperity in life. Yeah, it really does take a lot of courage in this world to step outside the cultural trance and programming, you know, that we all get, you know, even if it's just by logging into Facebook, there's a lot that's coming at us all the time. So, yeah, as you're saying, it really is a practice to cultivate coming back to our center and our truth and how our soul is calling us to really express our 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 work in this lifetime and our lives because it's not just about work we want to have work life balance as you're saying otherwise life isn't really worth living if it becomes that lopsided you know where we're working all the time it's so important that we prioritize the things that really matter and just get our lives in alignment with with our values really Mm-hmm. That's so true. Um, I'd like to take a short uh, break here for a word from our sponsor. And then uh, when we come back, we can, you know, maybe explore uh, this, uh, how important self-love and self-care is uh, for women especially. Yeah. So we'll come back to that in just a moment. Maybe you are like one young mother and entrepreneur named Marie. She was never taught the basics of managing her money. She finally got some training through www.discoveryourtruewealth.com to manage her finances. Marie's cake bakery was expanding, yet she was embarrassed about her financial ignorance. She was discouraged, and every late fee felt like a punch in the gut. Once she learned basic bookkeeping techniques, she was able to prioritize her expenses and pay off her debt more quickly. Marie easily trimmed $200 off her expenses in the first month of taking the training. Like Marie, you can have your cake and eat it too. Visit www.discoveryourtruewealth.com to register for free video training to eliminate some of the money leaks in your life. You will get a greater sense of clarity and confidence. Oh, we are back with guest Tara Kristoff. And, um, you know, as as women, it can be hard to prioritize our own needs. And I've definitely struggled with this um, in the 
uh, five years of being a stay-at-home mom and just being so absorbed in in my kids' needs. And uh, gosh, as as I've learned to really prioritize my own self-love and self-care in like small daily ways um, and, and occasional, you know, overnight getaways and and things but really in in the ordinary life the more i can reprogram myself to um really care for myself and find um not only the the time and the spaciousness for for spiritual connection um but also just uh, being able to really uh you know set boundaries and and prioritize and gosh even identify what i'm needing that that can be a huge challenge and then uh going ahead and and asking for it asking for the time or the support i need to uh to really nourish my own soul and um so i'm really curious your thoughts on why um you know self care as women is so important um as people claim their value and their gifts yeah so what i love about your saying is about what you're saying is just an expanded definition of self care and i want to share a little story cuz i did a big experiment about four and a half years ago with self-care and what I did was I married myself and what that looked like for me I was it was at a time in my life before I met my husband I was feeling like I wanted to call in the one I wanted to um you know, there was changes in my work life I wanted to make there were ways in which I was feeling like there was a next level that needed to happen and I had realized that too much of my energy was going out there at like, I want this, I want that, you know, and it just, it got really old. And I decided to let go of the vision of the husband and really just like make vows to myself. And most of those vows were really around self-care and boundaries and the life, the vision of the life that I wanted to be living and the vows that would allow me to get there. So they were just commitments that I made that were all about really honoring my soul. And it was a profound practice that led me to set a lot of boundaries. Um, I let go of a lot of relationships that were draining me because I really had an intention around only being around people as much as I can control, of course, that uplifted my life. And I also committed to um, really transforming my work life and achieving some goals that I had there and diverting some of the energy that was going towards, I want to be married to the uh, to my work. And what I experienced as a result of these boundaries and realizing that self-care wasn't just about things I was actually pretty decent at, like you know, spa trips or massages, things like that, that it was much more about how I held myself and really coming from a place of unconditional self-love and um, just being really gentle towards myself in ways that I, I think in the past sometimes I was more focused on achieving. And as a result of this, I my business profoundly changed. I achieved like uh, so much in a short period of time, and I actually met my husband seven months later. Once I kind of like let go of, um, you know, all these ideas and stories that I had around that. But I really think that it was committing to my own self care and to having the my life be a work of art. And keeping that as the focus and setting the boundaries I needed to and just really loving myself in a much deeper level than I had ever loved myself before. And sometimes that would look like, you know, that practice I mentioned in the morning where I was feeding the feminine first. Sometimes it would look like saying no to something that didn't feel like an authentic yes when I checked in with myself. Sometimes it would look like, you know, a spa date with friends if it felt like I was, you know, needing to balance out work with fun. 
But it was an amazing experience that really just up-leveled my whole life. So I just want to say to women who are listening that it's like not at all selfish to really give yourself what you're needing and that I guess what I came to realize, and I did a whole telesummit on this theme, is that that self-love is actually a radical act, that there's nothing like cheesy or cliche about it, that it's the most important thing that we could do as women, and that it has a profound ripple impact on every area of our lives. When we give that to ourselves, you're just going to be so much more present for your children, for your friendships. And really just for, you know, how your soul is calling you because it's pretty difficult to decipher, you know, the uh, the messages that you're getting from, from your soul if you're not tuning in and, and paying attention to yourself on a really, on a really deep level. So I just, ah, I'm a big, big fan of, um, of self-care and, and self-love as just, like the 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 most basic kind of like core fundamental thing you can you can do for your life. If the only thing you take away from this uh interview today is that you're going to really have compassion and self-love in a deeper way than you ever have and just setting that intention for yourself, I would be so happy for you. It'll be it'll be amazing what unfolds for you in your life and in your work as a result of that. Mm. I so loved hearing your definition and description of what that can look like because I find so many excuses, mainly around time and money, and there's not enough of either one that keep people from, um, you know, caring for themselves. And the reality is it can be, well, really our foundational is our own inner talk and just being able to... Yeah, it doesn't have to cost any money. Right, totally. right. And that is so powerful, just uh, actually rewiring our brain to uh, speak kindly with ourselves and uh, and be gentle and not get stuck in regrets and, and self-judgment and, uh, and really shrink. Uh, it's like a, a constricted feeling when I'm in that place of like judging down on myself and why did I do this and and so just being able to uh soften and open and uh and really um do that inner work is so important. Yeah, we get to be good parents to ourselves. <laughs> so right. important. Totally. Uh so um so obviously these are challenging times for many people um you know, I'm an economist and, and looking at the numbers, I know people are struggling here in America, um, especially, you know, we've been fed this American dream of what success looks like. And um, and the reality is that the younger generations are more stressed about money, um, often, you know, uh, really struggling financially, uh, especially parents of uh underage children it's like it's really acknowledging the the financial and economic difficulties i feel like is so important because there is so much shame and in internalizing the like it's our fault as millennials or you know uh who whatever the case is uh that we kind of take these societal expectations and then we can be so hard on ourselves you know why did I not get a great job out of college? What, you know, whatever the the story is for people, um, I just like to acknowledge the economic reality because I feel like the, the spiritual, um, you know, new age kind of movement with positive affirmations and science of the mind can gloss over some of the um, financial realities. And then people are like, well, I'm thinking positively and still I have, you know, whatever um, financial student loan debts haven't disappeared. <laughs> and so just wanted to kind of explore, like, what what opportunities does the new emergent economy provide for entrepreneurial women? And what's your perspective on that? 
Yeah, no, those are really great points that you're making, first of all, that this is a really, it's an amazing and a challenging time to be alive. There are some incredible opportunities, especially just with the internet and just the ability to create businesses in simplified ways that just didn't exist in the past. And at the same time, you're right in terms of, yeah, the economy and student loans and it can be, yeah, really challenging, especially for for millennials um, right now. So I think that a both and approach is is really necessary. Like being, you know, compassionate towards those things, and also really being creative and resourceful, and continually in an inquiry around what are the creative opportunities available to me now. And I do believe that. Starting a business is one of the most amazing ways that you can generate income. And I say that whether you want to be fully self-employed or you have a day job and maybe want to start a passive stream of income or a transition process. Maybe you don't like your job, but you don't feel like you have enough of a safety net that you would feel comfortable leaving. So entrepreneurship is really an incredible way to create your own reality, I guess you could say, with um, with money. I mean, in the sense that it's not like you have a salaried position. You can say, my rate is going to be X per package, or you know, you just you just have a lot of creative control over your schedule, over how much you want to make over, you know, what kind of support you want to get so that you can stay focused on the tasks that you enjoy. Like, I love working with people. I don't particularly like a lot of techie stuff. So I'm, you know, I can outsource a lot of that stuff. So I guess what I'm saying is I really want to invite you to consider that as a possibility for navigating the new economy because you really do have the freedom to live and work on your own terms, unlimited earning potential, and you don't have to invest a lot of money to get started. There's a great book um, by Chris Gilbo. It's like The $100 Startup, I think is the name of it. And that's just a really wonderful book for how you can get started with being an entrepreneur, even if you don't have much money to invest. And I and I was preparing for this call and I found this um, research that women are half as likely as men to start a business. It was the Kauffman Foundation. And I was just really surprised by that because I do feel like it's it's like being an entrepreneur is made for women who definitely need flexibility in our lives, um, who like to partner and collaborate with other people. There's all kinds of business models. I mean, Crystal's using one right now where you can collaborate with with other people. You know, whether it's through podcasts or joint venture partnerships. Or even if it's something more local, like you want to create a workshop with other women in your community, there's all kinds of ways to go about that. So I just want to support you if you're on this call and you're thinking maybe that would be a path for you, I just want to say yes to that because they, the days that many parent, many of our parents have had where they had pensions and you know, um, one job for their whole lives, like those days are pretty much over. So, I mean, for most people at least. So I think it's important to be in reality around that and just ask what is, what kind of, how can I use my creative gifts to generate work I love? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And really redefining what is most valuable to us because society has wanted to tell us it's all about the Benjamins and it's the money that defines who you are and people's sense of identity is wrapped up in their paycheck and uh, just encouraging, uh, you know, that's why I created the 
true wealth template and help people look at not only financial wealth, but also inner relational and yes. environmental wealth. And like, oh, then we can, you know, address the money part as part of a bigger picture of what really makes our life valuable and make decisions not only based on is the, you know, what the pay will be or what the cost of something is, but really assessing what is enough in our life, what uh, makes, uh, yeah, what what is most valuable to us and contributes to our sense of well-being. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love that about your work. It's so important to expand our definition of what wealth means. Yeah, because even people who have money, don't necessarily have happiness or contentment. So it is really important. If that's like the gauge that we're using for happiness, which for a lot of Americans, I mean, we live in a very consumerist-oriented culture, that is a gauge. Um, yeah, I just encourage you to, yeah, look at some of those other measures and really, really go within because it's so much more broader and expansive, the palette that we have to play on in terms of our definition of wealth. And that's what I love about your work. It's awesome that you're bringing that conversation into the forefront. It needs to happen. Mm. Mm, thank you. Um, so as as you were speaking just a moment ago, I uh, if people are excited about what you're saying and wanting to uh, either take their business to the next level or exploring becoming an entrepreneur, um, how how could you support them and how could they get in touch with you? Yeah, so two things come to mind. Um, one is my website. You can check out terrachristoff.com, T-E-R-R-A-C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F-F.com. And you can get a free training there that is – kind of an elaboration of what I talked about earlier it was kind of five of the uh, mistakes that smart women make that keep them from creating soul-satisfying work. So I would love to share that with you. And then another is if you feel called to dive a little bit deeper into your work vision, what your challenges look like, and how you can get some support to create work that is truly soul-satisfying and to really live your purpose, you can go to sessionwithterra.com, and that's T-E-R-R-A, sessionwithterra.com, and you can sign up for a consultation. And that's also on my website as well, so you can feel free to, to do that. It's a complimentary consultation. And um, we can explore if it's fit to work together. But even independent of that, you'll get a lot of value from that and some some next steps that you can you can take. So those would be my suggestions. Awesome. Um, yeah, I uh, I have ah, yeah, just feel like you really are a powerful, supportive force and all that you've experienced being an entrepreneur yourself and all of the women in particular who you've connected with and supportive. Um, it's really, it seems like you have a great sense of not only the common struggles, but also just, um, you know, very practical steps people can take to, um, to really up-level their life in many ways. Yeah, I love the work that I do, and I feel very, very blessed. Mm. So in the last 10 minutes here, um, is there anything else you would like to talk about that we haven't explored yet? That's a great question. Let me just kind of check in for a moment. Mm-hmm. Something is coming up just around creativity you know just the importance of really being creative with how you express your your calling in terms of the work you're meant to do in this life and to not um yeah to let go of any stories i guess is what i want to say that may be driving you in in that area about what it should look like and to just really allow yourself to 
think outside the box about what you would like your ideal life to look like. And that might even be something to, you know, experiment with after after this call today is really just looking at what what is your your big why? Like what is really motivating you? And also what are some of the values that are most important to you and how you can really weave those into your ideal vision so that you can have both a work life that's deeply fulfilling and a life that is deeply fulfilling. So, yeah, I just really want to um, invite you into into kind of going beyond our conversation today into like taking some steps to practically ground what you can do that's actionable like immediately because i i find that when when you're inspired like that's the time to to take action and to not not wait not put it off it's like you deserve to be doing work that feels aligned for you. You don't deserve to be doing work that is draining and soul deadening and killing you really. And I do mean killing like even in the physical sense because I've had a lot of people contact me with very severe health issues and when I ask them what they think it's about, they literally say that this is my body's way of telling me to get out of my job. So I do think of this as being a life or death issue, you know, not in, not, I don't mean to be like dramatic here, but I think that that, that it's that important and that we spend like huge amount, like I think it's like 90,000 hours at work in our life and you really deserve to be doing something that is meaningful for you. So I just want to be the um, the call to action for you today, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe there's something you've been thinking about doing or something you've been a little scared of, but you have a sense that that's the next step. I invite you just to, right now, really tune into your inner wisdom and see what that would look like for you. And most importantly, to go do it. And if you need to be accountable, text your friend and say, hey, I'm going to do this scary thing because there's so much research that shows like you're 70% more likely to do something if you made yourself accountable publicly for for doing it. So do that. Let someone know (laughs) that you're going to do some scary action and go forth and, and do that as a result of listening to this show today. It will benefit your financial life. It will benefit your sense of well-being. And it will just feel really good to be doing work that is aligned with with your soul and to start taking steps in that direction, even if it doesn't happen right away. You know, have patience with the process, but do what you can. Mm. Right, and we don't know, always need to know how it will happen or even what the outcome will be. It's like just our intention and our curiosity uh, will often open the doors and the synchronicities, as we may call them, will appear. And it's like we become a more magnetic field uh, to attract what we're wanting uh, when we can take that time to reflect and uh, get still and quiet. And then, like you say, reach out for the support. You know, I feel like our society is so built on this do-it-yourself rugged individualism that the feminine qualities of interconnected, uh, vulnerable relationships um, actually bring us great strength because we are um, mm-hmm. and and this is still a growing edge for me, right? To be able to like admit that I'm uh, someone else has a gift that I don't, and uh, and I need support with something. And so often we again come up with those stories of time or money that keep, there's not enough, and uh, oh, I can't get help with this, and yet. Um, it's it's often an invitation for the other person to share their gifts, which is so enjoyable, yes. right? 
Yes, so true. It it really does take a village. We all have our unique gifts. We're all like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle, and together we can really support each other and just get so much further than we can alone. So, yeah, I mean, to ask for help or support or to recognize like, hey, this isn't so much my thing, but it's my friend so-and-so's genius. So being able to just be aware of that and to get support when we need it in, in various ways is so important. And like Crystal's really talked about too, you know, just getting out of, of shame. I know that that is a big intention with with this podcast that when it comes to money, you know, there's just a lot of shame whether it's having too much, not not having enough, um, you know, for me just growing up being kind of lower middle class and you know what that meant, especially when I had a lot of friends who came from very, you know, successful parent backgrounds with you know advanced degrees and whatnot. So it's really important to just start start telling our stories and to step out of of isolation because you're you're not alone and everybody has, you know, their things that we're kind of carrying with us and that we feel that the shame about and it's just wonderful that there's shows like this that are kind of redefining what wealth means so that we don't have to just go with the culture's definition of what it means to be wealthy, which has so much to do with, as you said, consumerism and things that don't really have heart and meaning for us. And it's really all about, I think, life is finding what has heart and meaning for us and going with that. So that's that's really the invitation for people who are listening to go to go with that, especially in your work life and especially when it comes to creating wealth in a way that's aligned for you. Mm. Right. It it really um I think when we act in in this way that we're describing, uh this this is uh more feminine leadership we are like willing to uh connect uh and and be more heart centered and and say i don't have it all figured out what do you guys think and really like collaborate and and draw on the collective intelligence uh that we can when we just are able to um be more authentic get vulnerable and ask when we don't know and uh, be okay with that that uh that that type of leadership is is actually quite needed to address some of the challenges we're seeing in today's society um, so before we uh close just any um closing remarks from you um no, I think that was really it. What I said is I just really want to invite everyone who's listening today who feels like there's an up-leveling that could happen in their work life um, to just take one one action. could be a very small, simple turtle step towards your vision today within the next 24 hours and get the support of a friend if if you need it, if that would support you in being more accountable. And then I guess just finally, you know, coming back to that that anchor of, of self-love that we talked about, I think that's an incredibly important theme that I just want you to take with you from our conversation today and just find new ways to really give that give that to yourself because you really do deserve it and you give it to so many other people. And I want to invite you just to take that and pour that back on yourself. And thank you so much, mm. Crystal. I really appreciate this interview. It's been so much fun talking with you, as always. Mm. Yeah, thank you so much. I really encourage people to uh, to reach out and uh, find Tara's website and, uh, you know, take her up on that, that complimentary session and, and the free training there that's available. Um, as, as you can tell, she's got incredible insight and um, your investment in yourself, you'll see the returns. And it really is so important to invest in ourselves and uh, give ourselves the spaciousness to let our souls 
calling come forth and really contribute in a way that does uh, make a difference in the world. And uh, as we've both shared today, uh, the world needs our empowered feminine leadership and uh, really we are doing business a different way and we are um, really uh, able to access a lot more of um, our genius and potential as as individuals and as humanity. Um, so I just encourage you to uh, to indeed reach out, take a take a step towards what will bring you greater satisfaction and joy in your life. So thank you so much, Tara, and um, that's all for today. for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.